Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 151. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with business owners all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at their highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching and online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success and to identify the common strategies and techniques as well as the mindset they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life, but in order to achieve this, you will need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to achieve your goals. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So this week I have the honor and privilege to interview a good friend, someone who's known me for a long, long time. In fact, was in the same class as myself and Helen Harding in our um, training in some of therapeutic and coaching approaches. So Kate Gare is an award-winning transformation and mindset coach and is trainer who is typically supports professional women to thrive no matter what happens. She is a burnout and resilience expert and is the founder of the Live Powerfully program as well as one of the world's most experienced lightning process practitioners. She was awarded a scholarship from the Visionary Business School and another award for the Most Empowering Life Coach in 2020 for her work supporting and championing women's to live more powerful lives. Kate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. So Kate and I have known each other for years, and she won't want me to do this, but she even asked me just now <laughs> if I can pronounce her last name, even though I have known her for over a decade. Yeah, it is. I think it's over about a decade. years or something like that. It's well into the Yeah, it is. Yeah, over, the, over a decade. So, Kate, I know how great you are, but can you give us a little bit of a backstory of what's brought you to this point today? Yeah, I can. Thanks, Jeff. And I'm really glad that you can pronounce my surname. That's good. Um, so I um, I typically support high achieving women who are still managing to balance everything, but they might be finding it e- harder and harder to perform at work and home. They might be feeling tired all the time. They might be having less joy in life and are probably their world the world's best critic of themselves and they've had enough and when they come to see me I support them to simply get rid of the stuff that they don't need anymore that doesn't serve them and build more of the things that do so that they can choose their pace of life and really thrive and flourish and live very powerfully Um, and I come at this from 14 years probably since we met um, of supporting amazing um, amazing people who have gone through burnout who have not listened to the nudges or the signs that their body is showing them and typically have have developed long-term health conditions Um, and I I, that's my background as well Um, I've very clever in that I've burnt out twice which I think is a skill Um, it is isn't it it's a genius skill Um, and so I feel I feel really passionate there there are lots of common themes that come out of why people have burnt out and I feel 
really passionate about supporting other um, other people to avoid it. Um, but more than that, not just to avoid it so that they can just exist, but actually to avoid it and live more powerfully, live more resiliently, um, be happier and, and generally thrive. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Now, we're, we're currently in the middle of like a complete challenge to most people because I think I think not only you know even if you've kind of like been pretty put together what's going on at the minute is is probably shaking the foundations of how you kind of like see the world and maybe how you're dealing with challenges of all sorts um for you what do you kind of like look at the with the challenges of the burnout because obviously that's a huge risk and we talked about just before airing we talked about the post-viral fatigue syndrome that you know both of us have experience either with suffering and working with um what do you think are the and, and also we talked about that the the fact that you've got this program that you're working on as well that's working with those types of things as well what do you think are some of the the biggest challenges and how they can um rectify some of those uh, situations that they're going through i think that um actually we were on the edge of a pandemic of burnout anyway pre-COVID and so in my experience of supporting my clients um, this has been the curveball you know or the extra plate people have been spinning too many plates anyway and this is kind of curveball that's come completely left field and has really has just been that final push sorry that's so many metaphors but has been that final push into burnout um, and and I think it's going to get worse I mean we, we were talking about you know who's coming to see us at the moment so I have a number of clients who've had COVID and um and are now going on to develop what's being di- diagnosed as post-viral fatigue, um, and it and it tends to be, you know, people who are th- those types of people, I guess, like entrepreneurs, right? Who tend to push through and push through and push through and ignore those nudges. They've just got to get stuff done, and then something comes and just pulls the run rug from under their feet. Yeah, it's also it's also that that myth where to work you know we we hear this word and it infuriates me the way this word um and i've gone and forgotten the word hustle there you go i've remembered the word you know this this attitude where hustle means there's the badge of honor for working 24 hours a day and you you know there's a and even now when you talk about you know when gary Vaynerchuk talks about it he doesn't put it in that light he has kind of like changed the way he describes that but it's a shame because the generation which I grew up with was very much that was very much industrial age it was very much you know you don't take time off you work even if you're ill everything else and the the one of the concerns I've got is that that ethos has been passed on to the next generation, not only because of the language used with hustle, if you want to make the money and be succeed, there's nothing wrong with working hard. Don't get me wrong, but there's a, there's a huge danger in making people think that they need to work at 150 miles an hour and then be proud that they haven't had any sleep. Yeah. 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 There's no, um, there is no badge of honor. It's a perceived badge of honor. There is that you will not get a badge. And, and I think, you know, a lot of all of my work is evidence-based, whether that's through my own clinical experience of supporting, you know, more than a thousand people over the past decade or so, or my study of neuroscience or positive psychology and the kind of neurobiology of stress. But the basic 
all of all, what they all agree is that our bodies are not built to to sustain that and I think as well my experience of, of supporting really amazing people is that what something that they all want to change is is their relationship with themselves so actually how they are so critical of themselves so there are lots and lots of different ways well you know this Jeff but to waste energy you know and thoughts and in a critic and imposter syndrome and shame and sense of failure and all of those just hemorrhage energy and and are so detrimental to people's health so I think it is possible to work really really hard but I think you need to work I, I think you need to work well I think you need to work with yourself as well and I think that you that it's really important that people address those barriers to success, which invariably are to do with what's going on internally. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, and then that, that really helps people to flourish. And, and also it stops that need, that drive to be seen to be working 24-7. Yeah. It does. Yeah, I, I always find it's one of the it's one of the biggest barriers that stop people from creating the success that they want. And it's the internal stuff. So it's it's either it's either that internal stuff or what I would say is how they define success. So they're living someone else's and the pressure that that causes by I'm doing what mum and dad have said or I'm doing what my teachers have said or I'm doing that. And then even worse now in the 21st century is I'm doing what social media says that success should look like. And the 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 fact that you know people are thinking that everyone's lives are great because of their instagram pose it took four hours to take 430 shots and oh that's the right one after it's been color grade and god knows what else um you know that that is not reality and it's and i think that's the the challenge that so many people look at and don't necessarily enforce their own standards to actually look after themselves because they're worried what other people think. You know, if all of a sudden someone chooses to work four days, I remember my granddad when um, when I first started out and and you, you know in the in the therapy and the and the coaching side, and I was doing really really well, and I thought, you know, what? I'm going to cut down to four days. That's what I'm going to. I'm going to cut down to four days because everything's really cool. And my granddad thought I was absolutely bonkers because he was went. Why do you want to slow down? No, no, no. You need to push on. You need to increase. Why not work a Saturday? Because you can make more money if you do that. And I went, but that's not what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it to go for for a more, an enjoyable life. I can see my kids more. I can spend more time. And that's one thing I do hope that the benefit comes out of this lockdown experience is the people that are you know, on with the blinkers that are just going work, work, work. Now that they've been furloughed or now that they've had to slow down because there isn't the work out there currently and they're able to have those quality relationships with the family and sometimes re- realise that I haven't been engaging in life at home. I've just been working. Um, but I always remember that. My grandfather thought I was absolutely bonkers. And it, it's, it's a funny, and again, that goes down to that generational thing. You know, you, you feast and famine. I think it really does. I remember the expectation after my dad died, which was many years ago now, was that two days later I'd go back to work. I mean, what? <laughs> what's all that about? And, and I think it's really interesting what you said, and a number of things come up for me. Um, 
One is that the science, I mean, I know science, we can always kind of debate science, but there is really strong science behind happiness. And, and if happiness is part of success, then what that shows is that after a certain amount of, of income, the happiness doesn't increase. Um, and that actually happiness, genuine happiness, like measurable happiness, comes from um, meaning, having meaning and purpose in your life, from experiences, not things, um, and from connection. And, and I, would, I would add for me, that's about connection with yourself as well as other people. Like that's what the evidence really shows. And, but it's not the society, it's not, you know, it's culturally kind of acceptable that we're all shattered and that we're all really working and everything's difficult. And that, the, you know, that I think around, um, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent now, but I think around um, kind of self-value is that, um, you know, that actually most people spend their life in a state of I'm not enough. And that manifests and shows itself in many, many ways, whether that's imposter syndrome, as we, as I briefly touched on, or, you know, lots of different ways. Um, massive amounts of comparison. I'm not enough. It's almost compared to what? And comparison is not helpful. Um, and I think the aim should be absolutely that we love ourselves. You know, and, and if you love yourself and anything else, you like your cake is already iced, anything else is a cherry on the iced cake. Um, the, the ultimate aim of life is not to get to a stage where you've got enough money in the bank and you maybe kind of like yourself. Well, it's, 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 there's two things. Um, number one, I, I, I've done, ever since I you know, did the training that we've done, um, every single day I do some work in front of a mirror. And the last statement I always have is I love you. And I've talked about it on the show. I don't give a flying whatever that people get like, Oh God, that's a little bit soft and fairy because coming from where I was to be able to even appreciate myself in a small percentage was a huge jump, but to be able to look at myself in the mirror and go, you know, I love it. I don't do it in any weird or wonderful way. You know, it's like, hi, hi, Jeff. <laughs> you know, but it's to be able to look at that and go, I have 100% utter respect and confidence in, and you're just an awesome bloke. And I, I don't care because that's the thing that's going to fuel me when everything goes wrong. It's not what the next door neighbor thinks of me. It's not what even my wife and my kids think of me. It's going that the, there is a part of that, obviously, but that's, that's nothing to do with self. That's about bolstering it from an outside exterior. If you don't respect and love yourself, how the hell do you expect people from the outside to be able to do it? Cause you've always got a wall. Yeah, there's, always yeah. a, there's always a sheet in, in the way. I can't remember what the other bit was, but it was poignant. I think I think that's, that, that's a good point. I think I think sorry to interrupt, but I think that's an amazing because actually, this is about independent self-esteem. You know, you could call it self-love, and people think, as you say, it's a bit woo-woo, or but actually, independent self-esteem. And for most people, they have dependent self-esteem. They are looking to others for validity. That is how they get their self-worth. And and that is the way that you become a people pleaser or you lose sight of actually who you are and what you want because you're doing what you think society expects of you. And we know culturally, we've just talked about that society expects you to be close to burnout and not moan about it. So, so actually this independent self-esteem is, is really valid. And whether that shows itself as self-love, self-respect, you, we can call it lots of different things. It's all part of, you know, or, or a brilliant self-care routine. It's all part of the same thing. And, it, and it's absolutely critical for happiness 
to live within your power, to be resilient. You know, you can build your resilience. Um, you know, resilience is something that you do not necessarily have. You have some, but you can build it. But if you're trying to build your resilience, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. If inside your head you are creating such internal negative narrative that it's just, just, I mean, it's just, oh, I don't know, crucial, crucial it's infuriating. I also, I just makes me really sad because I think it's so unnecessary that I speak to all these amazing people and they have shame, a sense of failure, they're not good enough, and and they are they're amazing. Yeah, and it's and it's. It, I think is is this this is other thing is just because they've said to you in the past does not determine your future, and I think, I mean, I'm no different than every other human being. There will be things that someone has said that cling on like you know like talons from whatever that kind of like go no you're going to take this and it, it there are struggles within everybody to do but for me the energy of putting in that work to make whatever that is lesser and lesser and lesser of weight because then you become lighter freer you know you enjoy life it, it's almost like um when i came out of my illness and it was almost like someone had taken filters off and I could see the world in a completely different way. And what people's opinions still affect me, but nowhere near to how it used to. And generally it's about other silly things that, you know, especially one of the things you learn when you do this sort of stuff, some people give you amazingly negative feedback on social media. It's surprising that YouTubers are probably the most notorious of them, but it's amazing the feedback you get and you go grow a thick skin if you want to do this sort of stuff. Hey guys, so just before we jump over to the second part of the show, I've got a great opportunity for you. I've been working hard on an online program designed to assist you in building a strong personal success plan and developing those goal achieving superpowers. More than ever, I've seen the importance of honing these skills and maximizing your energy and efforts in a focused direction. So I'm looking for 20 people who would like to join me on the pilot program of Success IQ Catalyst. It's free, what we'll do is, We'll basically work through the program and I will coach you while you give me feedback on the program. And it's designed to help you get clarity, focus, and a plan that assists you in living that exceptional life. If you're interested, just visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk forward stroke catalyst pilot. All information is on the show notes. Take care. Have an amazing day. Now let's get back on with the show. So we're going to go to the next part of the show where I'm going to ask you a set of questions. So the first question is, on average, how much time a week do you spend on personal development? That's body, mind, and soul. Take it that you've got a couple of young kids as well. I have got a couple of young kids, but um, I also I have found that it's really important for me to do that. And I would say it's about seven hours a week, um, if not more. And some of that might some of that might involve my children, but mostly it probably doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's reading like how to how to be a great parent. How to deal with how to how to deal with how to deal with children, child tantrums. Yeah. Well actually I during lockdown, I am not proud of this, but during lockdown it's mainly been dancing to wham rap. Oh, okay, there you go. See, we didn't have any yeah. of that. We had like tweenies. It was like just sit in front of the tweenies and watch the tweenies. Oh please. <laughs> yeah. How to build a house was gonna be the song that I hummed in my sleep, I think. 
okay. number two what book has made the biggest impact to your personal life and or sorry self-development and personal growth and why i think it's an oldie but a goodie so i'm going to go with bruce lipton the biology of beliefs because i think when i read that it was all new to me and i it was my first introduction to just how much we can in just it was about the brain body connection i was ill my brain and body had felt really disconnected and it just made me realize how much we can absolutely influence our health and um you know subs i could give you loads more but i think that is probably the one that was a real eye-opener for me yeah it's a really really good book a really good book i think you actually recommended it to me Actually, uh, yeah, I did. I, I bought the audio version after after speaking to you about it. Um, okay, question number three. I might know the answer to this. What app has made the biggest impact to your business or personal life? Well, Jeff, it's interesting that you should say that. Ask me that question. Jeff and I were talking before before we started recording and um, about my lack of apps. Um, and so you suggested some really good ones to me. But actually, I... Um, started using the heart I don't know if you've heard of heart math heart math is um it's all about your heart rate variability and it's about building so I love you know my passion is about supporting people to build resilience and live powerfully well heart math is a way of helping people to do this and there is there is an app um that you can start to record um kind of how coherent you are and how coherence is the same as flow so it's all about supporting you to be more in flow which obviously helps with creativity and productivity so that isn't that's my current favorite one um i love an app that can tell me how i'm progressing in that kind of way love it okay i never thought i'd get a one that i haven't really heard of there you go thank you okay i may have to do a review on that one okay question number four what's been your biggest business mistake which turned into a valuable lesson and why that is a really good question just what yeah just one <laughs> i think it it was probably really early on that i learned this lesson and it was accepting a client that wasn't ready to do the work so I'm really passionate about supporting people to transform their lives. And if someone isn't ready to do the work, you, you can't make people do things and it, I can't press the magic button and it's not going to happen. And, and I learned really on that that was not satisfying for the client. And also for me, it's not, it's not my area of expertise is, you know, it, it's when people are ready to do the work, they might be worried about it. They might be stuck. They might be blocks, but there is that, that will, they are ready to move from I'm not enough to I've had enough as David Hamilton says, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one, that one, because you always find those ones, they're hard on both sides. It's either that, and, and all you want to do, you can, I always used to, I get trapped in that, or I used to get trapped, I don't know, because I kind of like learned that lesson as well, was I just want to help them. But helping them isn't going to benefit if they don't want to help themselves. And that sounds really cruel, but it's not meant to be, because just some people aren't in that. Like when I first heard about the training that Kate and I did, I probably wouldn't have been ready, because I was in a different space. But to then come through what I went through and then decide I was completely in a different place, which probably made my progression so much better and so much more impactful. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's a good one. I like that one. I like that one. Number four, no, number five, because I can't read. Um, what are the challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them? 
Well, or do I manage them? I think that's the question. Yeah, I <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I, without going into, well, I, um, when I had my children, I've got twins, I had heart failure and we all nearly died. And it was all very traumatic and very dramatic and we're all fine now. I mean, I still have a heart condition, but I really, that, that was when my, my interest in my own personal resilience and kind of my journey, you know, these are all tried and tested things, um, really began. And one of the things that is very important to me is having space in my diary for me. So we have as a fam, you know, I use Google diaries, it's all color coded. And one of those diaries is about my, I call it nourishment. But it's it is about my self care, and I think it's easy for me easy for me to do that because actually my self care has enabled me to make a difference to my heart to improve my heart and it's kind of very tangible and a very real reason because I want to be around for my kids. Um, so so that I think is uh, I find it. I think I've I've struggled with it in the past, but I've I've come to the point now where actually I just do it, and I find the space. And it doesn't mean I'm not flexible because I am because I have to be. But that space and um and you know things like I have two work two phones. I have a work phone and a non-work phone, and I switch stuff off and I don't check stuff. And you know, you're posh, my posh because I've got two phones. One of, one of, one of like a really old phones. iPhone, but you know. But all of that stuff is just, I keep things, even though I have an office at home always, you know, because I work, I've been working on Zoom for a long time, um, people from all over the world, but I, um, I close stuff off and I, and I create boundaries and I think I have to, it's really important to me that I live my values and I live what I, and I support people to do and creating healthy boundaries is one thing that is really important, you know? That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay. And uh, number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Um, I The reason I'm smiling at this is because of a conversation that you and I had about systems. So the piece of advice that I would give and the wish thing that I wish that I'd known is that you do not have to be an expert in everything. Just like you might pay for someone to do an MOT on your car, um, you or go to a vet if you have, you know, or go to a dentist, you don't have to be your own dentist. Um, you don't have to be an expert on everything. And whilst you might want to learn about the stuff that perhaps you might perceive as your weaknesses actually what the evidence shows us is that success is much easier and greater if you focus on building and working to your strengths so so my advice would be get support get support as soon as you can reach out for support you know it can be lonely if you're an entrepreneur um so reach out get a coach um invest in yourself and that investment in yourself will pay dividends that's brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, question number seven. What is your definition of success? Um, my definition of success is health, vitality, living my values, supporting my clients to make transformational changes, um, whilst maintaining my passion um, and my excitement in the work that I do. That's really important. And um, being able to support my family financially and support my children as they grow older and become adults in, in an ever complex world, really. 
Indeed. Yes, The Matrix. Yes, I, I feel like I should know. I do. I have seen the film, but not for a long time. So I'm really sorry that reference is kind of lost on me. I'm going to that, yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and the floor is now yours. How do people find out more about you? How do we find out about your program? You know, what is um, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So um, my program is called the Live Powerfully program. I, I can't remember if I said that actually. And the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. So Kate Gare at LinkedIn or my website everylife.com um, and yeah those are the best brilliant excellent and we'll put all of that information on the show notes and everything as well and how people can get hold of you um, and all the other information that you've sent me as well so um, Kate this final opportunity just to say thanks very much loved uh, having a chat with you it's been way 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 too long and um, wishing you the greatest success thank you Jeff it's really great to talk to you it's been really fun well, of course. Okay, take care. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Thanks. Bye. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www jeffnicholson.uk you can also join us on the facebook page just search for success iq podcast and that's a new page that we've put up that i'm trying to grow and develop so you can tune in and find us on other stations such as stitcher soundcloud TuneIn radio and of course itunes and if you have the time it would be great if you could pop over there leave a rating leave a review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.